Guys, my entrepreneurs, my business owners, listen, if you have been like me in the past, you know, maybe you were struggling to manage finances behind your business, um, shit, <laughs> maybe spending endless amounts of time trying to determine your overall financial direction. Uh, look, I want to introduce you to um, a company, okay? Financial automation company. A good friend, Brady over there. Um, I connected with this dude and right away I knew that what he was building, uh, he was onto something. Everything from projecting your working capital to calculating profitability, um, you know, helping you prepare for your taxes, just on and on, they are the go-to company for all things finance. And not only do they create a custom tool specifically for your business, uh, but they actually, they also provide you with a daily snapshot. And this thing was key for me. Um, so now you know where your business is at financially at all times. You literally have your own digital CFO that will automate your finances at a drop of a hat. Look, I highly recommend you guys get in touch with Brady and his team over at Financial Automation. Um, I know it's been a game changer. So look, if you're interested in learning more, there's going to be a link in the description. Click that link, a free strategy session, and tell them that you came from none other than Professor Doughboy at Overnight Success University. Welcome to Overnight Success U. At OSU, we are here to be the hub for those who operate on the edge and to build the best education platform for those longing for success ultimately through proximity to mentors and masters of the 10,000 hour rule. As always, I'm Mark Forster, aka Professor Doughboy, here to walk you through the curriculum. And today, I'm able to bring to the table Patrick DiNicola. Uh, look guys, personal coach that spends all of his time becoming the specialist with sleep efficiency. And I know this was something that I selfishly did for myself to try to get some tips and strategies for my own. But I absolutely know the world needs to hear this type of information because we all are highly sleep deprived and know that with a betterment and an improvement on these areas, we will be able to show up into the marketplace in a very powerful position. So pay attention to Patrick. He goes in depth on some quick and easy tips that you can do right away. He also talks about some things that you really might not have heard of. Looking forward to everything that we get out of this episode. Dive deep, pay attention. Let's do it. going on guys mark forster aka professor doughboy back with overnight success you 
And today I actually have a very special guest. Name is Patrick DiNicola. And he actually is specializing in a very, very unique skill set that I think all of us need to hear more about. Because I know for one, I lack in sleep. And I'm sure I'm speaking for everybody listening. We could all really utilize a lot of the education, but really utilize tips to develop a proper sleeping schedule. And if we really are unable to get, you know, these quote unquote seven, eight, nine hours a night, how are we able to maximize what we can have? while we are asleep. So Patrick, I appreciate you being on here today, man. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thanks, thanks for having me. And thank you for everyone that's listening, uh, taking time out of their day. Um, it's a pleasure. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So listen, I know, you know, it's not like one day you just woke up and you were like, hey, man, I think I want to get into sleep. You know what I mean? Like, like take me back. Right. Like what, um, you know, what kind of happened in terms of you as a young adult and kind of these, uh, this progression that led you into where you're at today? Yeah, it's, uh, so when I, when I tell people that I'm a sleep coach, uh, first question they always ask is, all right, how can I get more effective sleep with less hours and that's always kind of a funny funny question but what i like to say about how i got to where i am today what what i'm doing and what i'm sharing first off i'm a holistic sleep coach so that might be different than someone who went to school for sleep did sleep studies and is a doctor or certified md and specializes in sleep so where we're going to differ is they're going to rely more heavily on the science and I'm going to rely more heavily on the experience. So I'm going to talk you through it. We're going to discuss the problems. We're going to figure out ways that are specific to you to combat those problems to best set you up for success going forward. Um, and how I got here is it's, uh, you know, I struggle with sleep myself. I got really, really sick a handful of years ago. Uh, really had to, at a time when I thought I was invincible, I was peak physical condition. I was thinking about going over to Europe to play basketball. And I got hit really hard with uh, an unconfirmed diagnosis. And my adrenals were affected. So my sleep was very sporadic and inconsistent. And my lymphatic system was highly affected. And uh, basically just through trial and error, paying attention to my own sleep, keeping a sleep journal, different things that I teach in my programs, and uh, radically shifting my ideas uh, around health and wellness uh, is what ultimately led to my own improvement in sleep. And then um, a, an evolution for me, I started to take some of these things that I was implementing. I found different ways to move my body, different ways to, uh, new, to add nutrition densities into my body. Uh, I went plant-based for a long stretch of time, uh, still am today. And not that I tell or, or push that on to anyone. I just educate on 
what the plants are doing and how to best fortify yourself with the proper nutrients that best suits the individual. Um, and through this discovery, I started to utilize these things that I was learning to help others. So I was coaching people in lifestyle and stress management. And uh, as I was getting more and more clients and hearing feedback and, you know, thank you so much, you changed my life. One thing that, uh, that they were saying consistently was that uh, their sleep was improving radically. And so I took that feedback back and I decided to dive more deeply into sleep specifically, um, read up on all the latest science so that I'm educated on that side of the th side of the sleeping so I can explain it to people. And then I decided to rebrand myself as a sleep coach and I saw a need. I saw a way to help people that specifically i saw people that were entrepreneurs that were go-getters super scheduled out already have all these really good routines and habits you know they have a good morning routine they meditate they maybe go for a walk or do some exercise in the morning then they they tackle their business they stay on task and then they find themselves winding down and still even though they're meditating and doing breath work or exercising and eating really well and things like this journaling, all these practices that you might hear if you go to a doctor and they say, hey, I'm having trouble with sleep. Or I'm having trouble to let go. They'll ask you about these things. And, and so what was left for, for these people that I was talking with, it, it was really just a few, a few tweaks. It was, and it kind of just was like this light bulb moment of, wow, I could help a lot of people with this. Um, and so that's where I decided to, to switch into sleep coaching. Interesting. Um, so did the work that you did on yourself, like, like, let me take it back. What was the diagnosis? It was adrenal based. You said like, did the work that you did on yourself, um, get rid of the diagnosis? So yeah, when I first got sick, um, I went to urgent care and they said I had a throat infection. So they gave me antibiotics. Antibiotics didn't do anything. Um, a couple of weeks went by and it got worse and worse and worse. And so uh, I then went to a regular doctor. And at this point, my limbs were completely swollen to the point of like, you could visibly see them, um, the ones in my neck. And, uh, and I was getting 12 hours of sleep and waking up exhausted. So... I was at my wit's end. I went to the doctor, got a blood test done, got diagnosed with uh, Epstein-Barr virus, which is uh, what causes mono in kids. And the doctor didn't see a correlation between my symptoms and the new diagnosis. So he didn't think that it was a prop. He, he didn't think that that was the diagnosis. So then he told me, all right, we're going to schedule a biopsy. We'll remove the lymphs and figure out what's going on. It could be cancer, it could be this, it could be that. And I'm sitting here like, but you got a new diagnosis. Why is, how does this have nothing to do with anything? And so I kept asking questions about this Epstein-Barr, like what is this? And he just kept saying, well, it's, it's incurable, so there's really nothing you can do about it. So there's not really a reason to keep asking me questions about it because there's nothing you can do about it. And I'm just sitting here like, this is very frustrating. And uh, it wasn't up until 
I decided I didn't schedule the appointment to get a biopsy. I know how important my lymphs are to dealing with stress and toxins. It is the detoxification channel of the body. So it's where your body deals with most of the environmental toxins, the toxins that you uh, take in through your skin or uh, that you take in through, uh, you know, what you eat and drink. So to remove two of those to me was like, that seems pretty radical. Like I'm, I feel like shit, but I'm not there yet. And so I called my dad super frustrated and I went to a holistic MD and he saw a correlation between everything. Uh, he actually found that my spleen was about to explode. And what he told me was that I needed to shift my, uh, just what I was doing. Um, I needed to become more alkaline and focus on reducing the acidity in my body and thus reducing the inflammation, lowering the stress, oxidative stress, and help my body fight it because that's the only way that it will be cured. Um, so I haven't gotten tested recently. I think I kicked its ass, so I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm free and clear. Um, but one of the so so taking taking his advice and kind of running with it that's what made me go plant-based because of the acidity in meat and different things and he told me i couldn't work out for three hours a day anymore because it was just taxing my adrenals and uh and causing a whole bunch of misfits with my muscles and creating more acidity and so i was like okay so then i found yoga and i found breath work and i found meditation and just kind of as I started to practice these things and as I started to journal and explore my day and, and it just opened up a whole nother side of me that I wasn't really too in tune with. Um, before all of this, I was gym, personal training, bartending, girls, sleep, repeat. Like that was my life. Yeah. And so I wasn't reading, I wasn't expanding, I wasn't searching, I wasn't looking. I was literally just spending three or four hours a day at the gym. I would spend a few more hours training people. I would then go to the bar and bartend and then go home with a girl and spend a night at her place, go back to my place and then repeat the same thing the next day. And yeah. so I wasn't living a very fulfilling life. And so that also changed. And that's one of the key components that I bring into my coaching is, is, you know, having a fulfilling, uh, a purpose, fulfilling a purpose, like finding your purpose, because it's hard to sleep when you're not living towards something, you know, of course, when you're, when you're working a remedial job or just a job that's, that's there just to pay the bills, no matter how much money you're making, if that's the view you take behind it, then when you have time to like relax and just be with your thoughts because you're not exercising that part of your brain often you can find yourself uh really becoming in an anxious state because then you start thinking about all the mistakes you've made and all the opportunities you've missed and all the times you should have invested in this and done this and you didn't and what a schmuck you are and then you get into all the negative self-talk and all the getting down on your luck stuff. And that's, and that usually happens for people as they're going to sleep because that's usually the, the only time in the day where people are gifted the space to entertain those thoughts because throughout the day we're working, we're 
dealing with this. We're dealing with the kids. We're dealing with mom and dad. We're dealing with the brothers and sisters, friends, coworkers, all these things are going on. And then when we get done with work, we're like, okay, now I need to distract myself. So you're still not being silent. You're still not, you know, reading or thinking about yourself. You're distracting yourself. So you're watching TV, you're going to the bar, you're doing happy hour. You go, even if you're going to the gym, a very amazing practice, but it's distracting in nature, right? So, so then you get done with all of this and then you get home and now you're finally free to think. And what does your brain think about? Thinks about the important stuff. Like, what are you trying to do with your life? What are you working towards? All these things. And because you don't sit down and answer those questions, now it creates anxiety and stress and pressure. And now it's hard for you to fall asleep. Right, right. So like, <clears throat> going back, I mean, because there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Mm -hmm. and it, I mean, I don't even need to get into like the... um the medical stuff, because I have my own opinions about that, which, you know, I definitely think that I just think that there is a proper education that they get, which is obviously incredible to the degree that they are studying and to what they're able to learn through school and through their, you know, pro fellowships and all of that. But I also have a very, very big belief that, you know, these individuals are not taught about nutrition. These individuals are not taught about some of that holistic um, practices. And, and that's why the first thing, it's always, you know, surgery, or it's always um, some type of pill. It's always some type of drug where you can absolutely figure something else out in the long run, right? It might not be as quick, but you can absolutely figure something out and, you know, go from there. So like, after all of that happened, did you turn to nutrition first or did you turn to maybe, um, you know, stepping away from some of the intensities that you were doing to your body throughout the day first? Was there one that kind of stuck out to you over the other? Yeah. So letting go of the gym was actually rather easy because I was sick for about two months. And during that time, it was very difficult to have the energy and the want and drive to continue my normal routine that I've had, that I had for years. So that habit had sort of slipped away. So that one was easy to just kind of let go. I, I think the more difficult thing with that was that when I did start to feel better, um, it was actually really difficult to introduce uh, the physical movement, which is so important, um, back into my life. And, and then I found yoga. So it was like, the way it worked out was really quite beautiful for me, for my experience. Um, but yeah, I first, I, I first, because I just, we were just talking, me and me and the doctor, the holistic doctor, um, we were just talking about, you know, what are these different things that I could be doing. And it, it did boil down to, you know, a lot of the environmental stuff. So the fact that I was a bartender and staying up till five o'clock in the morning was not helping. Right. So that was something that took a little bit longer for me to let go because the money was so good and the environment and the, and you know, all the people looking at you, it's kind of cool being a bartender. It's like being a performer almost. Right. Um, yeah. And you have this power, you know, you have this power over people when it's busy 
and everyone wants something from you and then you're just like haha i control your night right here you know so there that there is that and that that is a part of bartending that makes it hard to let go um so so i first started with nutrition and then eventually i transitioned in in the bar scene from bartending to more manager stuff so that i wasn't up as late as night at night and then i started to transition into my own practice and just focus more on coaching people um and then i was able to let go of the night scene completely and i would say that when i got really 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 regular with my with my sleeping routines and i found the nutrition that best suited my system and what my body needed that's when just from making a two subtle changes two two little changes like that um i started to be able to implement more and more changes cold therapy morning breath work morning movement going for walks hikes like all these different things that i had done a little bit of but uh they just became it just became so easy i don't know once you made that initial shift once you once you get the ball rolling and that's what i always tell people once you make like what first of all once you make the decision that you need that you want to change something that is powerful you want to ride that as long as you can that decision because if you don't if you decide to do it and you don't actually do it then then there there's no power in it if you decide to do it and then you take that decision which has a lot of energy behind it and you start to make changes you're going to watch as your life is going to change completely just from making one change starting with one change so my one change was i was going i transitioned into vegetarian right cuz I, i didn't go full full blown vegan right away um and uh so this happened in the summer and so i started being vegetarian maybe like september um and uh and then thanksgiving came and just as a reminder you know i was like okay it's thanksgiving like i'll have some uh, some roast right why not you know i i just turned vegetarian i've been doing good for a couple months let me like give myself this this whatever pat on the back kind of thing um and i had this roast and i didn't have a lot and we we ate i'm italian so we eat in bunches like whenever we have family dinners and stuff we eat at yeah. like 3 and then at 5 and then at 7 like we always we're always eating um so we start we start usually pretty early um and so i i was started and by 5 o'clock when the second round of eating was to commence i was passed out and i was just i felt like crap and it instantly hit me like just an hour after i ate i felt terrible and not like sick but just tired and my body was like what is this and uh and so that was a good that was a good reminder and so that gave me power that realization too of like wow this really is controlling like my energy levels and how i feel and how my body uh metabolizes these things is actually discernible cuz i i couldn't really tell the difference the other way around you know like going from eating normal food to being vegetarian i didn't really feel that much of a difference but then when i when i did that one meal and i ate just a lot of roast 
oh my God, it was immediately apparent like what that was doing to my body and that it just wasn't supporting my body at that time. So, so it really made it easy for me to then go full vegan um, right after that. And yeah. yeah, and so the nutrition is what helped uh, the most to start, but then it just allowed space and the want and the desire to change more things. And so then more things started to be, um, to be implemented and all of these things uh, I roll into my program. So we talk about nutrition. I like to call it the five pillars. Um, so we talk about nutrition, we talk about the breath, uh, we talk about the me- mentality and meditation. Um, and then we talk about light exposure and the effects of all these, all these lights that we have. And, and then lastly, we talk about uh, grounding and, uh, and, and earthing and, and the power that is behind that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I yeah, know that, that you, sp- that's huge, yeah, man. Cause yeah, well, I, cause I know like we had, uh, we had that conversation um, off camera, you know what I mean? And like all of the stuff that you're saying, it makes sense to me. You like, it might not make sense to all the listeners, but it makes sense to me. It's stuff that I have implemented in my life. Um, slowly, right? Like, I'm not going to say that I threw the kitchen sink at it and I just did everything at once, but you know, I started to really take a look and I've always looked at my nutrition, but you know, I started to take a look at the nutrition side of things. Um, I'm not a full uh, vegetarian, um, nowhere near doing vegan, but you know, I rotate uh, nutrients. You know what I mean? So like, I'm not always going to be uh, inundating my body with the same amount or the same nutrients on a daily basis. You know, um, I'm into the the cold therapy, you know, cold showers. Um, I developed yep. my own meditation practice, you know, so it's, it's all of these different things, which, you know, have my morning routine set up, um, have my night routine set up, which I myself definitely could be better at. But when we talked about the grounding, you know, that's something that I heard a little bit about, but like, dude, I've never gotten into it. And, and I don't even know where or why I should get into it. And I'd love to, uh, you know, have a little bit of light shed on that. Um, especially because it's a concept that I don't think people are familiar with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So grounding, um, it's, it's a simple practice. It is the idea of connecting your barefoot, feet, body, uh, any surface of the body to the earth. And uh, it's been scientifically proven in the early 2000s that the earth gives off an electromagnetic field. Uh, and this electromagnetic field radiates negative ions. So these negative ions, and there's certain places on the earth that uh, have more of a charge and some that have less of a charge, like if you're in the ocean or near the ocean, then there's twice as many negative ions uh, as the desert. Um, the subtropical regions, uh, I'm sure, are just lit with uh, extra negative ions because of the heat and just how much uh, sort of moisture there is in the, in the air and things like that. So there's, there's certain places where it's more powerful than others, but it's all very, very good for the body. And what it does, and what we've figured out very recently, like I said, in the 2000s, uh, was that these negative ions are absorbed into the body. And earlier I mentioned oxidative stress as a main means of sort of how, why people struggle, why people are unhealthy, why I was sick. 
right? And so what's oxidative stress? Oxidative stress is just a fancy word of, a fancy way of saying aging, right? Aging is oxidative stress. Oxidative stress is aging. So oxidative stress is a cause of basically when your cell takes a nutrient, so it takes a fat or a sugar, and it turns it into uh, ATP energy for the cell itself. As it does this, it becomes less efficient, right? The, the age of a cell is not very long, but the, as the cell does this, it becomes less and less efficient. And it starts to produce a byproduct called a free radical. Now this free radical, we have systems in the cell that are set to quell these free radicals. They go around and pair them off and quell them. And so what I mean by pair them off is that a free radical is a damaged electron that is singular. And if you know anything about chemistry or uh, biology, uh, cells or electrons do not like being by themselves. There's only one atom that has one electron and that is hydrogen. All the other atoms have multiple electrons. So electrons like being together with something else, especially other electrons. And so our cells have uh, basically a factory to help pair off these damaged electrons so that they don't cause too much damage. But as the cell gets more and more aged, as it has more and more stuff being processed through it, and this is where like the quality of the nutrients comes into play, so if you have good fat and good sugar, like from really good sources, then the cell might work longer and last longer. But if you have shitty fat and shitty sugar as your sources of energy, then the cell's gonna, uh, gonna not work as efficiently and it's also going to produce more free radicals. So as the cell produces more free radicals, eventually the cell becomes overwhelmed to the point of now the cell dies and releases all of these free radicals into the system. And now these free radicals, which are damaged electrons, will go into other cells and try to steal electrons so that they are satisfied. Again, an electron that's by itself, can't, it can't do that. It doesn't know how to be by itself. So it's just gonna go and try and steal one from something else. So they go around and start poking holes in all these cells. And so this is what leads to ultimately to aging and death, but it's also what has led to just a ramped up levels of chronic, chronic illness. So things like cancer, diabetes, uh, heart disease, even obesity, you can, you can look at the causes of that as separate, or you can boil it down to free radical damage. Like that is inherently the cause of all illness and death is free radical damage. Even something in a trauma instance technically is free radical damage, but we won't look at it as free radical damage because it's, it's not really the same sort of uh, thing that we're tackling here with grounding. But in a chronic, so in a chronic illness or uh, oxidative stress environment, or just, you know, you're just living your life and you eat really well, but you know, you're not connected with the earth all the time. So what you do is you connect with the earth and these negative ions are essentially negative uh, electrons, which are then absorbed into the body 
and go in and pair off with all these free radicals that are causing all these problems. So free radical damage leads to higher levels of inflammation. Higher levels of inflammation is linked to all of the above illnesses that I, that I stated. Now, it doesn't go for nothing that higher levels of inflammation and lack of sleep are the two first cues that you're getting cancer or hypertension, high blood pressure, or that you're more likely to have a heart attack. So there is like a correlative factor and they kind of feed into each other. So the more inflamed you are, the harder it is for you to sleep. So the more likely it is for you to get uh, less sleep and then exasper exasperate the illness that you're getting, right? So if you have diabetes and you've had diabetes your whole life, but you don't eat great, and so you have all this inflammation, maybe you're a little bit out of shape and overweight, so you have all this inflammation, and so now you're not sleeping well, and now the illness is getting worse and worse and worse, and then you, know, you die when you're 60. And it's like, you can look at it and say, yeah, he died because of diabetes, but it's, it's not that simple. You could have done things to, to, to change that trajectory. You could have still had diabetes, but you could have died when you were 80 or 90 and lived a lot, lot more enjoyable life. And so that's the goal here, is the goal is to reintroduce this uh, very healing process, the grounding, into the body. And what happened is that in the 1900s, we developed rubber. And we became fascinated with this rubber as a, as a new device. And so we started to put it in our foundations of our buildings, we put it in our roads, and then we developed tires and shoes out of rubber. And so the one thing that they didn't know was that, well, they knew it in a certain sense, they knew that rubber was insulating so that it would protect you from getting electrocuted or struck by lightning, right? So they knew that, but they didn't know why, and they didn't know how actually harmful disconnecting from the earth could be so when you look back at the early 1900s and this is where i this is where i draw a lot of my conclusions is that we have the invention of rubber so we go from wearing leather shoes and things made that are still not insulating in nature so that we're still touching the earth even when we're dressed right in today's world we're fully dressed we're not touching the earth anymore you know, there are people in New York City, I live in New York City, there are people in New York City that are legitimately spacemen and space women because they have rubberized shoes and they live on the 10th floor of this apartment building and they get out and they get into the subway or they take a taxi. So they're on rubberized means of transport, transportation and then they get to work and then they sit at a desk in an insulated building and maybe the only times in their life if they're lucky to reconnect with the earth just think about that reconnect with the earth the place that you live on you're not connected to when you have rubber on your feet so the only time they get to reconnect is maybe when they go on vacation or like when they go to the beach or something like that and i always tell people is like don't you think it's funny that when you go on vacation Obviously, you know, there's the stress factor of not having to worry about work and bills and all this kind of stuff, right? You're on vacation, so there's a mental side of it. But isn't it funny how great you feel when you're on vacation? 
especially if you go to the beach, how great yeah. you feel, how great you sleep. Sometimes how long you sleep, right? Because sometimes you just need more sleep. So you end up sleeping more on vacation. But you come back from vacation and everyone's like, oh, wow, you're glowing. Or, oh, wow, you look, you look so great. And outside of getting a tan and stuff like that. But, you know, you come back and you feel great. And that first week back, you're like, oh, wow, this is nothing. I'm, it's easy going. And it's because you have this extra charge from touching earth for so long. You know, if you all go on vacation and you're at the beach, you know, you're, you're, ten, you're, you're taking five, 10 hours a day and you're just connected with the earth. And if you live in a city like New York City and you're always hustle and bustle, um, or even a city like where I'm from, Phoenix, again, you know, there's a lot more nature out there, but people go hiking with shoes on. It's not like they're intentionally going to touch the earth to connect, right? So you go in from this hustle and bustle and you're constantly disconnected from the earth. And then all of a sudden you reconnect with the earth and you feel amazing and you just, and you're not quite sure why. And this is why, is, is because you're getting flooded with all these negative ions, which are helping lower levels of stress, lower le rebalance your, your hormone levels. You know, as your body can start to deal with these free radicals and, uh, and, and shore those up, your body can then spend energy in other parts of the, of the body and, and, and really harmonize the body. And it's all about homeostasis, right? That is where we're meant to be. We're meant to be balanced. We're not meant to be too this way or too that way or too cold or too hot. And, you know, our body has a lot of systems that are meant to regulate our homeostasis and keep us in balance. But if we constantly demand of our body to keep track of all these free radicals and quell them constantly, 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 so it's always trying to produce more of these sort of antioxidants is, is basically a way that you can quell these free radicals that's why antioxidants are so popular um and so your body's working 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 to balance all this out so now you're causing more and more stress on the system and and that can just create a cascade of effects and so it's 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 really a simple practice it was discovered by this guy named clint over uh earthing or grounding and he he discovered it on the scientific side of things so he was a cable man and he literally jankied up uh, like, a, like a cord, you know, electrical cord, put it on a nail, put it outside and took electrical, electrical tape and put it on his bed frame and, and felt the difference between sleeping grounded and not grounded. And he's developed different, uh, different tools that you can use. But my, my go-to is, is just natural, natural grounding. So if you can, get outside for 5, 10 minutes a day. If you do it in the morning, it will give you energy. If you do it at night, it will it'll help you go to sleep. It's, it's crazy. But again, the body, it listens and it knows what it needs, right? So it knows that it's tired, so it needs to relax. And so, you know, you go and ground before you go to bed and watch how much easier it is for you to fall asleep. Um, and that, and not to mention all the other benefits that you get from it, all the, all the things that I just discussed, you know, yeah. it'll, it'll help yeah. you give you more energy and help you fall asleep. But then there's all of these other benefits. Um, and is it going to cure anything? No, but why would you not arm yourself with all the, all the, all the ammunition you need in your war against, uh, against death, right? That's the, 
I mean, that's the goal. We want to live as long as we can and enjoy our life as long as we can. And yeah. that's, that's part of the solution is, is a simple practice that we lost. We lost it. We became completely unaware of it. I mean, think about it. Humans have been around 200,000 years, right? 250,000 years, depending on your beliefs, whether you believe in creation or, or evolution. You know, science says 250,000 years. So for 249,900 years, we were ba basically barefoot. But if we had shoes, you know, they were made out of leather or some sort of animal skin or whatever, right? So they weren't insulated. And so we were connected. So we evolved with this connection. So our body knows what to do with this connection. And then the moment we introduce the change to that is the moment we introduce chronic illness. I don't think that that's a coincidence. Very People weren't dying of cancer 10,000 years ago. Yeah. People weren't dying of cancer even 300 years ago. Maybe one in a blue moon, but... You know, now it's in, in America, it's one out of three right. are going to be diagnosed with cancer. And that number is only going to go up. That's crazy. So, you know, especially during the recording of this podcast, we got Corona going on and all that. Like, we got Corona. You know, how do you make it so I don't feel like I'm a hippie? about to do this stuff. It, just keep it as simple as just walk outside in your backyard or whatever. Yeah. If you have access to a backyard, that's, that's amazing. You know, you don't have to tell anyone that you're doing it right. You don't have to, you know, if you feel the benefits and, 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 and you can tell the difference and I know you will, but you know, everyone's different. So it might not, you know, maybe not everyone who tries it feels a difference, but yeah. anyone I've shared it with has felt a difference and they continue the practice because of it. Um, I would like for people to share it, but again, there's, there's been scientific research done into this field. So if you research Clint Ober, who is the discoverer of this, a cable guy, he linked up with a handful of doctors in the early 2000s to, to do research and to spend time figuring this stuff out. And so they did clinical trials of grounding and they found the effects and they found the, the positive effects and there were no negative effects. There's no side effects. There's no, you know, cause it's not a pill. It's not a drug. It's not a quick, a get quick, get fix, quick scheme, whatever, you know, it's like, this is healing. Look at what it does. It promotes circulation at the very least. That's the first thing it does promotes circulation at the very least. If you take a picture of someone who isn't grounded, you'll have uh, their internal body temperature. You'll see some blues, but you'll mostly see some reds and things like that. You do a, like a thermal picture of them. And then you uh, have them put their hands on a pad that is, can, that is grounded. So he invented a way of, of grounding through the sockets so that you don't actually have to like do his old school way of go nail, nail uh, hammer a nail into the grass and, you know, feed a wire into your house and things like that. You know, you can just ground through the grounding port of the electrical, of the electrical grid. And so you, you put your hands on this pad for five minutes and then you take a picture of them and their, their internal temperature has risen and you can see the circulate, like there's more circulation of blood into the body. 
which is only a good thing, right? So that's, so they've, they've proven this. So, so look them up, research it. If you need scientific data before you go ahead and, and step outside uh, barefoot for five minutes, then I 100% look it up. Uh, look up Clint Ober and then you'll find his book and all the all the research that they've done and um, This isn't to sell you anything That's that's another thing. It's like go outside and touch a plant You know if you don't want to put your bare feet on the ground hug a tree or grab a tree put your hand on a tree for five minutes. Yeah, because the tree the tree has that connection and through your hand you're receiving that connection, right? Um, you know, that's the easiest way to do it if you are like me, I live in an apartment structure, so I have one of the pads, uh, so I sleep with it. Um, but then I go and walk my dog, and when it's not freezing cold, um, I put my barefoot feet on the ground while I'm walking her, and you know, I do some other things uh, that you might classify as looking like a hippie, but um, <laughs> uh, it's really, it's it's really quite easy. It's really, um, you know, and and. And be, and you know, when you go on vacation and, and you do get that time to go to the beach or go explore nature or whatever kind of vacation you like to do, uh, you know, really, really think about and, and notice, you know, how much time you're spending in connection with the earth. And, you know, it's a, it's a good hack if you're traveling a lot, if you find yourself uh, changing time, time zones often. Uh, two very uh, immediate practices to help balance your hormones and deal with the change of time zones is sun, sunlight, and grounding. The sunlight will help uh, regulate your hormones, and then the grounding will, will help you restore and rebalance your energy levels. Um, and it, it works amazingly. And all you have to do is do it for five minutes. You know, you just go to a park. You know, let's say you're, you're from New York and you're traveling to Europe or whatever, and, and then you just you get off the plane, you go find a park, you put your feet in the ground for five minutes and right. watch as your energy levels will increase and you won't be as, uh, you know, as tired or jet lagged as you thought. Um, it's, uh, so there's many applications. Uh, just start practicing. It's, it's, you know, you just go out and you just put your feet on the ground. You sit down, you can sit down, you can read a book, you could, meditate you could go for a walk you could uh do a, a physical practice if if you need to justify it you know like do do some laps sprints uh do some box jumps or not box jumps just do some squat jumps and you know get your body moving so then you're like okay well at least i'm exercising so i'm not a total hippie i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah, but yeah that's how that's how you can do it and uh yeah, I do wish people to, to spread this and, and bring awareness to this. It's something that isn't talked about at all, um, really on any level. And it's a, it's a missing key. It's where we're missing where, you know, if you, if you look at when we stopped being connected to the earth and the illnesses that we are, that we started facing then and now that we're facing now, it's, it's all of this chronic, it's a chronic world we live in everything right. is chronic everything is is due to a build-up effect it's due to long-term exposure to this to the symptoms and then now you have cancer or now you have this or now you have rheumatoid arthritis and it's like it didn't happen overnight so yeah. but 
you can make huge changes just by by doing a few things um so yeah i recommend anyone who's who's up late at night with their thoughts take five minutes uh maybe an hour before bed ground watch watch your thoughts dissipate it's crazy but it will it will happen like you don't have to meditate you don't have to do any of that just go stand your feet on the ground and watch as your body your energy levels drop in a, in a good way and your thoughts begin to dissipate and you're able to fall asleep much much faster yeah yeah so i mean really you know what i'm getting out of all of this is at the end of the day sleep is and I, you know i've read um i've read up on some of Sean Stevenson's stuff um yeah. i've read his He's book I've, I've i've read the other guy's book uh, i think it's like dr matt uh why we sleep or whatever um, why we sleep it's good yeah one. so yeah so like i mean at the end of the day you know you're highlighting some of the concepts that they highlight and i'm sure that you have a vast knowledge which you've already portrayed of really why this matters but clearly it is of the belief of you and i think some of these other individuals that you know maybe sleep is the true medicine instead of these other pills and and all this other stuff and like you know maybe what we are really missing here is that we need to get back to simplicity and you know there's so much stuff that we don't know about sleep that we really need to start paying attention to you know what i mean so like coming from your end and really what you do with your clients like just rattle off something quick whether it's a morning routine or whether it is an evening routine to wind down before bed like what would a suggestion be for you uh, in order for these guys to do something uh, right away that could give them a tremendous result. You know, for me, I think one of the hardest things is that um, that voice talking in my head. So I'm very hit or miss with my blue blockers. I'll tell you that. But I do know that when I look at my schedule before I go to bed at night for the next day, um, I seem to calm down a little bit. You know, when I write and I journal out, any ideas on my head, you know, I seem to calm down a bit. So like, are those things that you would say um, should be in someone's nightly routine? Yeah, I'm a big proponent of uh, organized tomorrow today. Uh, so that helped uh, tremendously on my own journey. And I've shared it with uh, all of my clients. Not everyone practices it, but people who do see and notice a difference, not just with not just with sleep. And that's what will happen with a lot of this is that, you know, you're going to see an increase and, and you're going to get better sleep, but you're also going to see other parts of your life uh, improve. And so that's, I feel like the ultimate decider, right? Like, again, sleep is, is the goal, but life isn't in a box, right? So if it only impacts one area of your life and then, and it impacts it, great, awesome. But if it impacts like 10 different areas of your life, isn't that better? So it's like bang for your buck, right? So organize tomorrow today is an amazing practice. Uh, it's way just like you start small, you pick out two or three things that are like must do's that you have to get done and you write them down. And then you pick maybe two or three things that are important, but easy, right? So you give yourself some wins. Uh, and then eventually you can expand that and to the point where my clients, some of my clients now have their entire day planned out the, the day before, and it can even get crazier where they're like weeks ahead. And so they'll have weeks planned out 
and then some people even have months planned out and that gets a little crazy i i i, I can't get on board with that just because life is too too shifty for me but i love that um i do the plan tomorrow today and i do it every night um and yeah you start small and you can and you can macro it out start smaller so that the practice can be there right you want to get those little wins you know, when they talk about creating habits, like the little wins are the, are the important key. So you don't want to take on a new habit and then suck at it because if you suck at it, you're not going to try it again. So you want to design the habit to be easy so that you can be good at it. So make it as easy as possible. You know, if it, and, and, and if that means, you know, one important thing and one easy thing, then that's what it means. You know, it's, it's just moving that needle uh, just a little bit forward. Yeah. Um, so that is a great practice. I also like um, how you set up your room is, I think, understated, hugely understated. So the room, the bedroom is as currently as what we look at things that you can do in the bedroom. And this is just from my experience talking with other people. It's like sleep, sex, uh, read. Uh, sometimes they can schedule things. Sometimes they make phone calls. Sometimes they have friends over in their room, watching movies, uh, diddle daddling on the, on the, on the computer, on the phone. Right. So it's like 11 things that you're doing in your bedroom. So the more things you do in a space, the harder it is for your brain to recognize what the space is for. Let's say that again. So the more things you do in a space, the harder it is for your brain to recognize what the space is for. So your brain is constantly looking for shortcuts. And these shortcuts are called habits. And so your brain is constantly looking to actually create a habit because it's easier for you to have a habit than for you to have to think about something. And then each time you want to do it, to think about it again, right? It's just better for it to be auto automatic and habitual. So your brain is constantly looking for this. So let's make it easy on your brain. And the bedroom is now for two things, sleep and sex. That's it. Yeah. If you have to read, go read on the couch. If you want to watch a movie, read, watch a movie in the living room. Now, you know, if you're a roommate or you're in college or things like that, obviously you can't abide by all of these. So then what I tell for people that have those situations where, you know, the common area isn't like just for everyone all the time, you know, they want to be quiet, they want to be in their room or they live in college or they're, they're at college and they're in a the dorm room is then this practice of uh, buffering the sleep time. So 90 minutes to an hour before bed. That's when you want to start your, your routines, right? Whatever routines that you have designed uh, to, to go to bed. But start it with, uh, with a, a, just five minutes of breathing or five minutes of meditation that buffers your thoughts and emotions, and then you enter into your bedroom. So what you're doing is you're basically cleaning the slate. You're taking off all those distracting thoughts and whatever that's going on in your brain. And you're, and you're looking at them through meditation, through breath work, and you're identifying them. But where I got this practice was actually from monks that will go into their meditation chamber. But before they go into their meditation chamber, 
they meditate outside of their meditation chamber. And so you ask, why do they do that? And the idea is that they're buffering their thoughts so that it's kind of a, da a data dump. So they're data dumping all this stuff. They're getting it out of their heads. So then when they enter into their meditation chamber, they can drop into their deep levels of meditation. So we're taking that practice and we're applying it to sleep. So we want to buffer our thoughts, our emotions, all those different things that we're thinking of. And then we're, the next time we enter into our bedroom, our, bed, our, our brain knows, okay, this is now sleep time. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. And those are like quick, quick things that I think anybody can do right now. You know what I mean? Like that's, and that's exactly what this all has to be. It's got to be a quick thing that, you know, all these guys listening, right? Like these are the go-getters. These are the entrepreneurs. These are the, right. you know, quote unquote, uh, type A guys. And it's like, listen, you know, that is definitely needed in the marketplace 100%. But there's got to be a point where that turns off enough for you to be able to recover from all of the day's activities. Um, so I love that, you know, like my, my room, for example, no TV in the bed, you know what I mean? I'm not doing any of that type of stuff. You know, I try to keep my room uh, on the colder side, um, you know, so I do some of yeah. these things as Good well. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's nice to be able to get those quick tips, um, especially just something as easy as write down all of your ideas on a piece of paper, before you go to bed, you know? Um, so I appreciate you sharing really like in-depth um, knowledge of not only the tips, not only the strategies, but why they're in place and, and really, you know, where these benefits are going to lie. Um, I'm loving that for sure. And for you, like, what's the next move, man? What do you, what do you got going on in the future? What are you working on now? And, and how could I, um, have these listeners find you? Uh, so I have, uh, I have my online course that I'm wrapping up literally as we speak. So that should be available. This is March 27th. Is that the 20? Yeah. 28, 20 something, 28. Um, it's hard to keep track with this whole pandemonium we're dealing with. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, that'll be released by the end of March. And, uh, so that is a uh, six-step process to take you from uh, wherever you're at in your sleeping life and really give you all of these things that I talked about, but a lot more in-depth and personalized and give you the tools, introduce you to different breathing techniques and uh, what's the different nutrition that you can do before bed, after bed, yada, 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 all these different things. Uh, so that is a six-step course. It's meant to be done over 12 weeks. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, people can find me on my website. It's liveplena.com, L-I-V-E-P-L-E-N-A.com. Um, it means live holistic in, uh, in Latin. Uh, I thought that was a pretty, pretty cool name to, to introduce. And, uh, and then you can find me on Instagram at Pat Zen sleep, um, P-A-T-Z-E-N sleep. Uh, I give out as much information as I can, just trying to use my expertise and my experience and, and, and combine that with all the things that I've learned and, uh, and just help people create 
better rituals and, and realize deeper levels of restoration, right? Get deeper levels of sleep, heal, um, recover and, uh, and grow. And, uh, yeah, uh, that's where you can find me. I, I appreciate you so much having me on today, my friend. And I thank you everyone who's taken the time to listen. Um, no, man, I appreciate so, yeah, you coming I, on, bro. Like for sure. Like, you know, like at the end of the day, um, it's funny as a society, uh, as a whole, um, you know, and I wouldn't say all of society has this, but we all do specific things and specific habitual practices and specific routines in the morning, yet no one is doing something uh, in a similar fashion for bed. And that's where all of this comes to play. You know, that's where everything that Patrick is talking about uh, is going to impact your day the following day, the following week, the following month, really sustain you for the business journey that you're on, the entrepreneur journey that you're on, the, the, the family life, the parenthood that you're on, you know? So, Pat, I appreciate you really just uh, jamming in here and, and really giving us all of that attention and all of that education. And, um, yeah, man, I'm going to put everything there in the show notes. And the last thing that I have to say, um, just one quick thing. I do this as I wrap up on all my calls from now until the next episode, if you could give these listeners one homework assignment, what would it be? One homework assignment, just one simple thing Um, that they could do right now to, to impact, um, the topic that we just talked about, you know? So I, I always like to uh, operate out of uh, certain channels. And the first channel, the most important channel that I've discovered uh, when it comes to change, right? No matter what you're trying to change, the first channel that must be utilized is awareness. Without awareness, there can be no greater levels of inspiration, you know, if you're not aware of something, you're not going to want to change it, right? And you're not going to know to change it because you're unaware of it. So just bring some awareness to the different parts uh, of what we talked about today. And, and that's it. Just bring awareness. Check in with your sleep. Be truthfully, uh, like boldly true to yourself. You know, how do you feel when you wake up? Do you need that cup of coffee in the morning? Ask yourselves those questions. You know, how many stimulants am I taking throughout the day? Do I feel like I need a nap midway through the day? Um, what is my energy levels? Do I ever feel frustrated with my thoughts? Um, those kinds of things. Again, I know that's like a lot of different things, um, but it's, it's more so the awareness of it. Just do the due diligence. Ask yourself, how is your nutrition? How does, how does your body feel? Check in with yourself. That's, that's the homework. Just check in with yourself. See if you can bring awareness to these different parts of your, of your life that you might not be thinking of all the time. And, uh, and, it's, and it's going to pay off in the long run because as you upgrade those parts of your life, everything else is going to upgrade. As you get greater rest and recovery, you, you have more cognitive function so you can perform better. As you get greater nutrients in your body and then you, know, you can become stronger, faster, but it helps your brain. It makes you smarter, right? So all of that is going to increase just the level at which you are playing, the level at which you are, uh, whether you feel stuck or not, whether you're on the upward rise, keep that climb going. And let's, let's bring some awareness 
I love that. I love that. And guys, with that, I'm Mark Forster, a.k.a. Professor Doughboy. You know the homework. Class dismissed. Thanks for listening to Overnight Success U with Mark Forster, a.k.a. Professor Doughboy. If you like our show, go ahead, leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at the Mark Forster for daily content and insight into the day-to-day journey. There, you can also find resources I've provided for access to the OSU community, along with the opportunity to schedule time on my calendar to talk further and go more in depth as to what challenges you're facing in business and life. Until next week, class dismissed.